Hello and welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. My name is Rail Bricker, coming to you from Perth, Western Australia. And with me today is Eric Twiggs, coming to us from Maryland. About, and, and Eric describes it's about 20 minutes from Washington, D.C., which is probably a good landmark for most people to work out. So we'll say welcome, Eric. Special gift to all our listeners. Pop along to www.excellencepodcast.com. That's excellencepodcast.com and download your free 48 page ebook called Building Excellence Ideas to Help You on Your Journey to Creating Excellence in Your Business and Your Life. Rail, thank you. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for joining us. Now, Eric, your your LinkedIn profile says you're a certified profit first professional and you're an accountability coach and a guerrilla marketing coach and a life coach. But I actually I actually like the other ideas around uh, Eric Twiggs, and that is that you've written a book on how to stop procrastination. Okay, so that, that that to me is the biggest challenge. I was I was talking to a a some a, a member of, of my team yesterday, and he was telling me how demotivated he was. And I said, "Have you made those appointments?" He said, "Well, I don't really have the data yet for the appointments." And I said to him, "You know, I tried to explain the concept of inertia to him, and and that all he was really doing was 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 kind of sitting on his heels." So so. Tell me about the What Now movement. The What Now movement is something we started in April of last year, right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I'm the president of the What Now movement, and I have my business partners are my vice presidents. And the reason we started it was because we kept running into people. Let's say someone's a, a professional speaker, and they would say, you know, I can't go to that hotel ballroom and get in front of a thousand people anymore. So I'm just going to wait until things get back to normal. And the, the, the actual correct response should be, what now? Right? You shouldn't be saying, oh, I'm just going to wait. You know, what, what can I do? And when you ask that question, what now, it allows you to pivot and it can become more creative. So we, I, so we started this movement and it's just growing by leaps and bounds. So we, it's, a, it's a Facebook group, the What Now Movement. We also offer master classes uh, within the movement, and we do we all and we provide uh, inspirational and motivational videos to really help people to move and, and really be an inspiration to move forward. And so, I mean, that obviously ties in with your book. So, so let's just talk about your book. It it is uh, your book is called The Discipline of Now. 12 Practical Principles to Overcome Procrastination, which is a hell of a mouthful for me at 7 a.m. When, when we're having this conversation. But but tell me about the book. Tell, I mean, you published it in April 2017. So, so it's interesting how you wrote the book because you're passionate about getting people to move and then suddenly everybody ground to a halt in the, in, in the start of the pandemic. So, 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 you know, tell us, a, what inspired you to write the book? And then, you know, almost your deja vu moment where you went, oh, my God, this is exactly what people are doing right now. 
what inspired me to write the book was I was I was looking for a useful tool to put in people's hands, to create a useful tool to put in people's hands to help them with this procrastination issue. And I like I've read these other books on the topic. And what would frustrate me was that it was a lot of the can same canned cookie cutter answers. It was like, okay, yeah, you have to be an early bird and you don't check your email before this time. Well, my book is different in that it takes into account your genetic tendencies. So literally, you can be a night owl. You can be that person that just can't make yourself wake up at four in the morning, but you can still be extremely productive. Because what I found, for example, even with that, the world would have you to believe that if you don't wake up at four o'clock in the morning, you're a loser. And that's not necessarily the case. It's just you may have a different body clock. So, so the, I wanted to put something that if, you, if you're a morning person, if you're a night owl, if you're an introvert, if you're a type A personality, you can get tips to help you to move forward. That, that's why I created the book. And so, and, and so you know, extending that a, a little bit, you know, the, the traditional, um, I guess, motivational speaker, and you're a motivational speaker. And so a bit of a story here. So 13th of March last year, Mm-hmm. At 2020, we were at the Professional Speakers Conference in Australia when from a Friday to a Sunday, everybody's business died. You know, that was the, the real start of the pandemic. And everybody I was sitting to there, there were some speakers who had, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bookings coming up over the next 12 months, suddenly just started getting floods of emails, canceling everything. And they went from riding this wave to crashing down. Um, and it was a very interesting because there were some of them who came out of that and said, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Like what, you know, what the? And, and it was not <laughs> going to be a few weeks or a few months, but I, I don't think anybody anticipated it. Have you seen people still, you know, flitting around going, what do I do now? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, that, that's common. And I mean, I, again, I, a common response is I'm just going to wait until things get back to normal to really pursue, you know, what I what I was going to pursue. Um, but yeah, so I think you just have to this time, these times force you to be more innovative and creative. And, and I've seen other people who they're making more money now than they were before the pandemic, because now they've leaned more into their coaching practice. And so maybe they maybe their model before was that they got up on stage in front of people and then got on the plane and went in front of the next group where, where they just they've shifted their model now to where it's more coaching. So now maybe instead of doing the speaking, they're coaching people on how to speak and they're coaching people on their area of expertise. And so they're, they're leveraging that. So you just have to think about different ways. It, times like this just forces you to become creative and innovative. I mean, he has a question. Does everybody have the ability to overcome inertia, overcome procrastination? Everyone has the ability. Yes. I, I think some people it, genetically, you, they, they're, they're more driven to overcome certain things. So it's like it depends on your personality type. You, your natural tendency could be that if you get a challenge, you're going to just take it heads on. You're going to confront it. But then there's some other people who may genetically, it's easy, it's easier for them to cower. But that, that's no excuse. I think it, the bottom line, it, it's really about awareness. 
And so if it's not, and that's why it's good to have like mentors and coaches, for example, because like this, and I talk about these different personality types in the book, um, but there's certain personalities where you're more externally motivated, right? So like, like for me, I'm internally driven. Like, I don't get, you can never say anything to me. There's certain things I'm just going to do. There's certain ways that I'm going to respond to adversity where there's some people, they need that internal push to do certain things. So if you know, if you know that's your tendency, then you know, it, it, it helps to surround yourself with mentors, coaches that, that can help you with that. Well, I mean, it's, so there's an interesting concept. I'm, I'm a member of a, a Facebook group for past members of Entrepreneurs Organization from EO. And we've actually ended up starting an accountability group where there's 12 of us, but we break up into pairs and we work as accountability buddies with each other. And then once a month we get up as a group, as a forum and report back and talk about our goals and what we've achieved. And it's a very short-term goal-driven thing. So in other words, we are talking of two weekly, breaking our goals down into two weekly segments. Um, so very short, achievable things. Do you think, and, and, and again, is, is breaking goals down into readily achievable things um, a good way of, of, of overcoming procrastination? Because we often, you know, we, when I was, was running, they, they used to say when I was training for a marathon, they used to say, don't look at the top of the mountain, look at your feet and eventually you'll get to the top of the mountain. Is that the same sort of approach in a broad sense to overcoming procrastination? Yeah, it can be. Because a lot of times we, 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 so let's say if you say, if you go back to the running analogy, if you say, yeah, I'm going to run six miles today, right? And, and then, oh man, that's so daunting. I, I can't do that. But if you focus on like a smaller, what they call micro goal, you know what? I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to walk around the block. We're going to start there. You know? So, okay. I, yep. I can do that. And, and then if you, and you ultimately build up to it. So there is something to be said for breaking it down into smaller components of things that, you know, what can you do? Okay. And, and you said self-motivation. I mean, do you think that even yourself, I, I'm like you, I'm very motivated. You know, yes, I do get up at stupid hours of the morning and that's not because some author told me to do that. It's just <laughs> because, you know, it's going to be a, a, a hundred degrees Fahrenheit plus here today. And I wanted to get my dogs out for a walk. And so it was a beautiful 72 Fahrenheit this morning. So I decided to take the dogs out at half past five in the morning. Um, but I am internally motivated, a, a very much so. Right. But yet, I, and I've never really worked with accountability partners, but it's been an amazing experience having that. Uh, very yeah. humbling, actually, to actually have to be accountable to your goals to somebody else. No, it, it, it helps. I mean, I, I worked with uh, an accountability partner when I was writing the book. And I, I never forgot to tell the story. So her name is Laura. She is the nicest person you will ever meet in your life. And, and we would have these meetings and she'd say, Aaron, did you, did you write your outline like you said you would? And I remember one time I was, I was like, oh, no, I didn't. <laughs> you know, I felt horrible. And, and I said to myself, never again. And, but it, that, that accountability, those sessions we would have was so helpful. And of course, I, would, I asked her if she did her part. And of course, she had did her thing. And that just made me feel worse. But no, there, there is something to be said for the accountability. Because even if you're like me, 
I'm just like, I'm, I'm internally motivated, but it does help to have that extra layer of accountability. Okay. So let me, let me go to some practical stuff now mm-hmm. and, and just, uh, j- just to stop for a short ad break, because I wanted to remind all the listeners that we do have a website called excellencepodcast.com that has lots of free downloads, lots of free um, resources for you to become more excellent in your business. So that's www.excellencepodcast.com. So Eric, what are some simple steps that listeners can do today? To, to begin combating procrastination. I mean, it, it's, you know, we, we're lucky in Australia, life is back to normal, but the rest of the world is still suffering terribly. Uh, you know, it, going into, in, into 2021, it's, it's somehow got worse, I think, mentally for a lot of people. What, what can people do to start combating procrastination? The simplest thing you can do, and this can, you can start seeing immediate payoffs from this, is getting in the habit of making appointments with yourself. That's huge. Like I, I work with people who literally were chronic or told me they were chronic procrastinators. And, and that one habit made a huge difference. So for example, the way that plays out is let's say instead of saying, oh yeah, I'm going to work on my book this week. And, and then you get to Friday at five o'clock and you haven't done anything with your book. You say, you know what? I'm making an appointment with myself on Tuesday from one o'clock to two o'clock. And I'm gonna, and that's gonna be my book writing time. And you put it on your calendar, you set a reminder for yourself, you get notified. You can even change the color. You can go in there and make it red if it's something that you really want to make sure doesn't get by you. But if you set appointments to yourself and you honor the appointment, the chance of you actually doing it go up by like 80%. Okay, it's interesting. I actually did the same, and I can't remember even what motivated me to do that. But pre be, before doing the podcast, I was I was blogging. I was blogging quite extensively, and and so I had I have notes in my diary still that were recurring notes. That you know, three days a week, there's a note that says LinkedIn post. Three days a week, it says Facebook post, and and three times a week, it says work on the blog for half an hour. You know, and so it, it, that, that's a fantastic tip because that really helped me focus and it, it blocked out my diary for that period. So um, it blocked out my diary that I could know that no one else would block an appointment for that time and I would be committed to doing that. So, so that's a, a, a fantastic tip. Thank you. Thank you. And what other ideas would you have in – you know, so that that's one. So we make appointments with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Do do we need to do the hundred and eighty degree shift as well? And I, I guess that's a weird one. Is is when we look at this list of to dos on our desk, and we go, "Oh my god, I can't get through that list." Should we get up and walk away and go and run around the block, or go and walk around the block um, to allow us to to see that list is not such a big mountain? So I have a couple of things on that. So thing number one, I have a habit. It's called the Twigs Top Five. Yep. And so when I work with people, if I'm coaching someone, we, we agree on what their big goal is. And, and from there, we reverse engineer. And each day at the end of your day, you're going to write down on a three by five card, five things that are 
critical priority that must be done that line up with that goal. So you write it out the night before. And then this, this, the night before step is critical. So because that way you, you get to your day, you, you know, you, it really gives you a feeling of control because you know going into your day what it is that are your priorities that to, be, to be done. And it's important for me that you that you write it out and you don't put it in your phone or anything like that, because writing creates a link with your brain. And what you'll find is that, you know, you're compelled to do things and it's five. So it's not, you know, a whole long laundry list of things uh, to do. These are your five priorities. And you can have other things that you that you want to get done, but you really focus on the five critical things. And I'm, and just like what I told you about the scheduling, that's another thing. If you do that consistently, you'll find that procrastination becomes a non-issue when it comes to your priorities. Now, you, you did mention something else too. You mentioned the idea of taking breaks and pausing. Uh, I, I think it's important to build in pauses during your day as opposed to, like me. Okay, so I'm a type A personality, like, like we said earlier. It's easy for me to just to work 12, 13 hours nonstop. I can do that. And that's just how I'm, that's my natural tendency. But I, I'm a like leading candidate for burnout. So I, I've, what I've learned is to really build in pauses. If, I, if it's even like you said, if it's walking around the block, if it's walking, I'm working from home, um, but just to really build in pause time. And if you're on, you know, have, if you have a day on the weekend, we can just completely unplug. I think that that's very important. Re- recovery. If you've and if you've ever done distance running, and you've had a coach, they'll tell you rec- you have to really be intentional about recovery and intentional about getting that rest. Yep, that I so I hundred percent agree with you. So that you know, I see lots of people burn themselves out not only at work but in exercise because they don't they don't build a recovery in because they feel bad because they're not exercising in that day, right? That, but even on a simplistic level, you know, they say if you if you exercise intensely, then you know, it takes your body still operating twenty four hours later on that same on on that same energy or the same exercise. So um, it works. I, I read a line on your website, and we'll come to that in a minute because I'll you know when before we finish off, we'll put in um, your details, and they'll go into the show notes of how people can get hold of you if they would like to work with you. But there was one line in your in your uh, bio, in your notes on your website that said, every person has the capability to excel when they're inspired, when they manage their time effectively, and when they fully explore their gifts and talents. Now, I'm going to contrast that with our current world that says that one in five men suffer from depression. Now, and, 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 but they say only one in 20 seek help for that because it's an, it's a it's a typically male response to go I'm okay. You know, I don't need help. I'm not going to take those funny drugs that make me feel all much better. Mm-hmm. Um but you know you, you obviously you've put it out there as a statement that says every person has the capability. How does that tie in with the current state of mental health around the world? Well, I, I think you, you have to recognize when you when you need help i i think sometimes you, you can run into a problem that's just bigger than you I mean, heaven forbid you have just a, a tragedy you lose a family member i mean that's close to you i don't care how strong you are 
you know, you, you need some, you need, so it helps to recognize. And the big thing is it's okay. It's okay to feel like you're not okay. You know, and so I think it's important to take advantage of, of those resources because I think depression is a real thing. And if you don't, it, 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 I've seen cases, I've, I have no people that have been close to me that have committed suicide because they were dealing with depression and didn't really get help. And we, we were talking to this individual and everything, we thought everything was okay. Um, so, so I do think you need to reach out. But then I, I do think also there are certain daily things you can do to ward off depression. And in this time with the pandemic and, you know, there's more financial pressure for people. Um, I, I think if you, in your, in the book, I talk about how like your mindset is the foundation for success. And, you know, if, if you're really, if, if you have a habit of gratitude, for example, you know, I, I think you just really, like, it sounds like it's a cliche, but I think it's so critical. And, and it's something I practice personally. If you focus on your wins and if you're really intentional about, like, I have people write down what, you know, what they're grateful for and what, they, what, what their wins are. And so you, so it's not like every, so what, when someone's depressed, a lot of times they think that there's no hope, right? You, you feel like there's just, you, there's nothing you can do. There's no hope. That's really when depression sets in. But if you're focused on, if you, if you have a daily count of your wins, it's like everything is not doom and gloom. Yes, I, this area of my life isn't where I want it to be, but hey, I've got other good things going on. I mean, the, so, so let me ask you a question. You, you are, are you a procrastinator or were you a procrastinator before you changed your own mindset? And, and, you know, and, and so, you know, how did, how did that change you? So for me, I think my awareness was heightened. That's what it was. So before I, I was just going around unaware that, I, yeah, I would procrastinate on certain things, you know, like I think I had certain patterns, like everybody, I, I had certain patterns of procrastination. Um, you know, I, I would, if there's something I just didn't want to do, or I just didn't like the task, you know, it would be easy for me to put it off. Like some of the clerical tasks that, that are involved, you know, scheduling, that some of the little details and some of those things, even to this day, like I'm focused on the big picture, right? I, I'm looking at, okay, what, what's the big goal? And some of these little things that have to be done, uh, it's easy for me to, it would be easy for me to put it off. So over the years, my, my awareness has been heightened to yeah, and one of the things I learned is that just because something has to be done, it doesn't mean that I necessarily have to do it. So can I, you know, I can set up systems. I can get a virtual assistant. I, there's a lot of ways around it. So I'm, I'm just as susceptible to procrastination as anybody. And I, I really want to make that point. You know, it, it's easy for me. Like, like for me, my big issue is perfectionism, right? I, I, I like things to be, you know, I want to know that, I've got a good plan and I've got, and it would be easy for me to say, you know what? No, I don't have it. I don't have it all figured out yet. So I can't start. So, so that's something I just have to guard for. And I, and then it goes back to what we talked about earlier. What, what's a small step I can take? You know, I may not have it all figured out, but I can pick up the phone, right? I, I can call a mentor. I, I can Google, I can do a Google search. So there, there are things. So, so yes. So procrastination is something I have to be mindful of. Um, but I think since I've been in this space, I, I'm aware of, of my patterns. 
Okay, well, that's a fantastic way to, to, to head into the close because, you know, most people would, you know, particularly ATAR personalities refuse to admit that they're procrastinating. Um, you know, I go back and look at lists I wrote, you know, in, in, in my office, you know, things to do, and I'll go, oh, my God, I haven't even crossed off half those things in the list, and we're three months later. Not because I necessarily put them off, but because other things just came in and took my attention away. And so I've changed the system in which I I prioritize. I love your ideas of, of writing down five things before you go to bed or if, when you finish your day, because I think a lot of people end up not sleeping properly because they have these big mountains on their head going into the night. And, um, you know, years ago, I read up. I um, read up a story, and my, my wife uses it extensively now. She has a notepad and a pen next to her bed, and if she wakes up in the middle of the night thinking about something, that oh my, what am I? When, where, how am I going to deal with this? She writes down a note. Of course, she turns on the light and wakes me at the same time, but she she'll write down a note next to her bed, and then immediately can go back to sleep because she's now committed it to paper, and then it changes the mindset of how you do that. So thank you very much, Eric, for your time this morning. As Chief Visionary and Motivational Speaker, I love the title, and your Procrastination Prevention Partner. Eric, for people who've been listening and would like to either buy your book or get hold of you uh, for your coaching, for your mentoring, and one day when we can travel again and for your speaking, what are the best ways to get hold of your book and to get hold of you? So they can go to my website, thedisciplineofnow.com. So the book is available in audio. It's available as an ebook and it's available as a paperback. And I do have a special for your listeners. So for the first 10 people who email me, they can email me at eric at ericmtwigs.com and say that they heard me on your show, I will give them a free audio copy of my book, The Discipline of Now. But again, you can't procrastinate because it's, you know, it's the first 10 people. So if you're person number 11, <laughs> so yeah, but that, that's a special I've got. I'll, I'll send that out. Um, the first 10 people, you email me, eric at ericmtwigs.com. Mention, me, you, mention you heard me on this, on this program. Thank you, Eric. And I will put that in the show notes. I'll put those contact details in the show notes as well. So this is Rail Bricker signing off for today's episode of the Business Excellence Podcast with my guest, Eric Twiggs from Maryland, about 20 minutes from Washington, D.C. Thank you, Eric. Hey, thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. As a special gift to all our listeners. Pop along to www.excellencepodcast.com. That's excellencepodcast.com and download your free 48 page ebook called Building Excellence Ideas to Help You on Your Journey to Creating Excellence in Your Business and Your Life.